The way we describe Dharma, Women in Dharma, is that it's the journey of being you. And the deeper you connect to your Dharma, you're going to inspire other people to do that as well. Dharma all the time, or at least I've been hearing and seeing it everywhere, but what is Dharma? What does it mean to live, breathe, act, exist from your Dharma? How do you tap into it? How can you choose your joy from your Dharma? These are all questions that I had, and these are all things that we talk about in this week's new episode. So welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. I'm your host, Sydney Weiss, and this week, I am joined by Sam and Blair. They are just two of the five team members at Women in Dharma. And the team at Women in Dharma really create unique, uplifting, and life-changing experiences to support women living their Dharma every day. They really want to show you that you can have it all from family to career and self-fulfillment, and you don't have to sacrifice or put anything on the back burner. They're also really pushing the envelope in how they do business from equal pay across all their team members and truly working together as a team with an equal voice. From coaching retreats to soulful photography, Women in Dharma supports you on your journey of you being you. And in many ways, that's what Dharma is all about. It's about living and choosing and breathing from your authenticity and your passion and your joy and really embracing it. And in this week's episode, we talk all about Dharma and how to tap into it. Blair and Sam share the inspiration behind women in Dharma and how their community really came together. They also share their wellness and healing journeys and how they've embraced the twists and the turns along the way and I'm honestly so grateful for everything that they shared about their healing journeys because it's so relatable. It definitely resonated with me and there are so many gems and aha moments and words of wisdom that I know you will definitely connect with. They also share their top tips for connecting to the soulful you, useful, actionable Dharma tools such as the Enneagram and how we can use it really as an energy assessment tool. And I'm excited because on Thursday, you're going to be able to hear a little bit of an Enneagram reading that Sam and Blair gave me. So that'll be super fun to share too. Before we dive into this week's new episode, I got to share with you the iTunes review of the week. And this week it comes from Alexi246 and it says, my fave podcast. A friend introduced me to seek the joy over the summer and I love listening every week. I really relate to the messages that are shared on the show. They're always real, authentic, and relatable. Sydney is incredibly open, and I'm so grateful that she shares so much of her journey along with those of her guests. It reminds me that we're really never alone, and I can't recommend this podcast enough. Alexi, thank you so much for this rating and review of the show. Thank you all, seriously, for these ratings and reviews. It's great to read them and just hear what you like about the show and what I should continue doing more of and how you relate and connect to my journey, I guess, and those of the guests and the storytelling episodes that we share. So thank you so much. If you have been enjoying this podcast and you want to show us a little love and support, I'd be so grateful if you left us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or really wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Take a screenshot of that review. Send it to me, sydney at seekthejoypodcast.com. I'll send you some goodies to say thank you. And it's a great way for us to connect too. All right, guys, I am so excited for you to hear this episode. I really enjoyed connecting with Blair and Sam, and I'm just excited for you to hear this conversation on embracing the soulful you and living in your Dharma. Don't forget to tune in on Thursday for a little Enneagram reading. And without further ado, here's my conversation with Sam and Blair of Women in Dharma. So my name is Blair and I am one of the five members of Women in Dharma. So I'd be one of the founding members. And then both of our co-founders would be both Megan and Krista. And then the other member on our team would be Dee Dee. A little bit about me is I, with Women in Dharma, I love coaching. I love connecting to new people. Um, I'm passionate about building our community and just really cultivating a feeling of 
connection and a feeling of home for people and just that space for them to be open and vulnerable and to feel seen and heard. So I am just so excited to be a part of this team. And yeah, that's a little bit about me. Uh, so a little bit about me. Um, I feel like I can explain what um, I do at Women in Dharma, but I can also talk about what I do outside of that because that's a huge part of my life too. So yeah. um, at Women in Dharma, what I love to bring to the team and to the community that we're cultivating is um inspiration about self-love, about wellness, about taking care of yourself first. Um, and another thing that is really important to me, um, is food. Food is such a big aspect of my life. So I love sharing and teaching and learning with others about how to nourish our bodies, how to love our bodies through food and how we treat ourselves. Um, so that's a little bit of women in Dharma, but that spills over into the rest of my life because, um, I'm currently finishing, um, a science degree in which I get to study, um, all about food systems and all about how to empower people all over the world, how to understand food security and certain issues like that. So there's so many levels to, um, the way that I interact with food and, and how I like to empower people through many different ways. Yeah. Um, but self-love is a really big one. It's really interesting because I have found that often what we're creating and what we're building is a reflection of where we are in our lives in that moment. And so I love what you said, Sam, about how you talk about your role at Women in Dharma, but it really spills over to every aspect of your life because I think it's, you know, inherent, like what we do, what we're creating is a reflection of where we are and where we want to be and, and who we want to be. And so what was the inspiration behind Women in Dharma? Because I know there's five of you and you've all come together in such a really beautiful and I think magical way. And so, yeah, so Blair, what was the inspiration behind it? Yeah, so I'd say the inspiration for creating Women in Dharma actually started with um, Sam's sister, Megan. So I guess we didn't mention that before, but the both of them are sisters. I and had no so, idea. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so so how cool to create something with your sister. That's amazing. I, I'm just humbled to be a part of something with her. She's such a beautiful light. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's special. Yeah, it... Um, it basically started when Megan became pregnant um, last spring. And so when she became pregnant, it was almost like the birth of women in Dharma too. And so it was interesting because once she became pregnant, she just had this newfound awareness for this desire to only be investing her energy into something that she truly wants to be a part of, or she truly wants to invest into and so that's when her and Krista, they got together and they were both working for a different company at the time. And they basically created Women in Dharma within less than two months. Wow. Like it happened super fast. Um, and it was amazing because it's, they just created this beautiful culture and framework for us to be a part of. And so the essence of women in Dharma is that we are cooperative. So what that means is we have equal pay across the board and we also have equal ownership. So there's, there's no CEO, there's no hierarchy. We're all in an even playing field. Mm. And so the essence of what we do is we are focused on providing really unique and powerful and inspiring experiences for women. And when just with that intention to connect them to themselves and then also to empower them through connecting them to new women and building that sense of community. I love that. I love how community is really at the heart and the center of it all. But I love what you said too about how it just kicked off in two months. And I think it goes to show that when you're creating or building something that really aligns with who you are and your passion and your joy, it's easy. It doesn't have to be difficult. It can come together in a really beautiful way. And was it easy putting it all together? Or did you have moments where you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sort of learning, you know, as I go. What was that experience like? Um, I mean, I guess it like to, it was Megan and Krista who were realistically putting everything together. And I know Sam was also, um, played a bit, pretty big role in that too. And 
based off of what they've shared with us, I feel like it all really did flow easily. And I think that they really wanted to create a more feminine model to business. And Mm -hmm. that combination of that feminine energy and that flow combined with that Dharma energy, it literally just created the most beautiful synergy that it's why everything just happens so fast. Um, and so effortlessly in a way too. Yeah. I feel like this is really taking me back to, um, last summer where everything started because, um, I'm just in my own mind, like replaying what happened and I'm astounded that we're at this point. Um, my experience was that I was away in Asia and I was communicating with Megan, my sister, um, about this like amazing idea she had, um, an idea to just live all of her free moments when she wasn't taking care of her baby that was coming, um, to live all of those moments as if it was exactly what, um, inspired her, like everything that would make her thrive. Mm -hmm. And so then I got home from Asia and it's like every single day there was a new development. It was like, okay, we're going to incorporate. Okay. We're looking at like, um, bank, like business bank accounts We're we're looking at like what our values are and what really matters to us and what our vision is. And every single day there was some huge leap that was made, um, that, just snowballed into woman and Dharma. And so it it happened very fast, but, um, Sydney, what you're saying about ease, I think totally played a role in it. Um, everything just felt easy as if we didn't have to question where we were going. Mm. It was just like, Hey, this seems like something that really matters to us. Let's, um, add this in and let's have a conversation about this. Um, because it's something that we're all desiring and other people will too. Yeah, I think too when we act or we create from that space of joy and love and passion as opposed to fear or worry or anxiety, I think it's amazing what is birthed into the world. And I love the timing with your sister, with Megan, literally giving birth at the same time that women in Dharma came into the world. And I want to rewind a little bit. I want to talk about Dharma because we've been referencing this word and what exactly is Dharma and how do you two define it? I think we're both going to have really different definitions. I love that. Yes. (laughs) Curious what Blair has to say. Um, I can quickly speak to what I I feel it is. Um, Dharma to me is where your gifts, your passions, what you love in this world um, meets service to others. So it's like marrying those two things together where you can do what you love to do, but it actually serves a really meaningful purpose for other people's lives um, and improves your own and their lives um, in so many ways. So um, that's, that's what I believe it is in a nutshell. Yeah. And for me, um, I guess the, the most generic definition you'll see out there is that Dharma is your life path. Um, however, I know when they were creating women in Dharma, they realized that asking people to know what their life purpose is, it's quite a daunting question. And I, Mm -hmm. and truly in my heart, I don't believe that there is, there's one purpose that we have. I think that there's so much intertwined in that. Um, but the way we describe Dharma at Women in Dharma is that it's the journey of being you. And the way I see that is it's a combination of healing those blocks that you've been holding with you, you know, getting rid of those limiting beliefs or those old patterns and just moving through those and healing those. So you can step into your most authentic self And like Sam was saying, sharing those natural gifts that you discover to support and empower others to do the same thing. So it's truly just like this giant ripple effect because the the deeper you connect to your dharma, you're going to inspire other people to do that as well. Okay. I have so much to say, but the first thing I want to say is that I love that you guys have two very yet similar definitions of dharma and what it means to you because I think often when we we begin this conversation of of our path and our purpose and what we want to embody and who we want to be. I think, especially in the spiritual realms, 
there's a lot of conversation about purpose and that you have to go out and find it. And I've felt a little resistant to that over the last couple of years, mostly in the last year, because I still hold on to this belief that just by being and existing, you are living your purpose and everything else that you do is sort of extra. It's a bonus. And so it's really fascinating to hear both of you talk about this concept of Dharma and how it's really this journey of being you. And I think the more that we can connect with that and remember that, you know, the better off we'll be and the more joy we can feel and the easier I think life becomes. I don't know. I think it brings up a whole other topic of just how purpose has been so tied into spirituality lately, but I really love what you said. It's really the journey of being you so that you can step into your authenticity and and bring the gifts that you have, you know, to the table and really let them shine. Mm, yes I got chills as you were just saying that it's just (laughs) (laughs) it's awesome I I love it because I know when I was first introduced to the word dharma Mm -hmm. I was like I have to find my life purpose like what and so it's daunting right I mean it freaks you out mm -hmm. and that like immediately brings a block up because I'm like oh I'm not going to be able to do that I'm not going to be able to find that one thing but when you think about it it's just like showing up as you are in all of those different journeys of your life, it's like, okay, I can do that. That sounds like so much more realistic to me. And it's something that's more so much more genuinely exciting for me too. Yeah. Because I think these can be really big daunting questions, right? I mean, Sam, was that, has that been your experience too? I mean, when you're faced with this concept of like, oh my God, what am I here to do? What is my purpose? Am I following it? Because I think often we start to question if we're even on the right path. And then how do you even know if you're on the right path, you know, in those moments? Totally. Okay. I have lots of thoughts on this. So when it comes to our dharma, like, or our purpose, we don't always know what it is. And it's almost this like journey of self-discovery, but it can be so confusing at the same time. I resonate with that a hundred percent. And I feel like even now at this point, when I have so much clarity on who I am, on what I value, on the people and places I want to surround myself with, I'm still rediscovering that every day. Um, so, I mean, the way that I see it, purpose is interesting because I feel like it does have that element of a destination. Oh, that right. um, purpose is something that we we understand completely, that we know all of the um, boundaries of, like we know what it entails. Um, but life just doesn't work like that. Every single day there are changes that happen or, you know, our families grow or we move places. And in that there are always moments for us to learn something new about ourselves. So I think it would be really boring if life did end up at a destination. I think every day you're ending up somewhere that's really amazing. That's where you're meant to be. And it's always a lesson. It's always a way to add to your understanding of who you are and to love yourself more. So um, purpose, I love how you say it, Sydney, is just you being here. Mm-hmm. It's like this present moment is your purpose. Humans, like we we have a purpose in our like in just existing. And so to realize that I think is really special and then to appreciate just being. Hmm. I love what you said, because the truth is, is being here, our purpose, I think our dharma, it doesn't have a beginning and end point, right? And whatever mm-hmm. twist or turn you face along the way is is part of that journey. And the lessons and the gifts that you get along the way help to shape and mold you. And I think the more that we can remember that, and I love how you phrased that, Sam, I think it's it's all part of it. And I think the more we can remember that and, and bring ourselves back to that, I think, I don't know, I think the better. Yeah. And it can be hard. I mean, we will probably go through cycles of our life where it feels like we're just floating around or we don't understand why a lot of challenges are thrown our way. But then, and you look back, there was always some kind of special seed that was planted there um, that was nurtured, something that um, helped you grow as a person Mm -hmm. or helped you unlock more of your own wisdom. So um, I'm a strong believer that the struggle and uh, the possibilities and all of the highlights in life, they're all connected and equally important. Yeah, 
I couldn't agree more. And I love what you just said, that there's always a special seed that's planted to unlock, you know, that wisdom within yourself. And and so I think, Blair, I'll ask you this first. Was there a moment along your journey, a seed that was planted that, I don't know, really helped to bring you to where you are today and kind of plant that wisdom or help you connect with the wisdom of your journey and, and your path? Yeah, there's definitely... Um quite a few seeds that were planted. And (laughs) I feel like it it really, um, a lot of it unfolded after I finished university. And so while I was in university, I was, um, obviously a student, but I was also an athlete too. So I played, um, ice hockey in university. And so there was this, this huge moment once I had graduated and I had stopped playing hockey where I was like, I have no clue who I am outside of sport. I didn't know how, who I was as a student and as an athlete, how it would even translate to who I was as a human being. And it sounds so strange to speak about, but truly what, what happened was after I finished my undergrad, I started working for a wellness company and it introduced me to so many incredible people and resources. And it really, it was like a dive into personal growth. Um, and at that point, the, one of the major seeds that had happened for me was I actually was planning on doing my master's and going into human resources, Mm. which is hilarious because that was so such a mirror of what I was looking for at that time. Like I was looking for security and consistency and something that was going to be um, safe. And then as I journeyed on, nothing, like nothing would work out with that path. And Mm. so every time I tried to take it, I would get bounced back. And then ultimately what it led to was when I was working for this company, um, and introduced to concepts like the Enneagram, it helped me uncover all of those pieces of myself and it helped me understand myself and what my gifts are. And then that's what led me to coaching and, it's just, yeah, it was just all of these like bumps and nudges and shoves along the way, but it ultimately led me here. So all of it was just so critical to where I am today. Hmm. Uh, I have to thank my sister and my family. I feel like they've had a tremendous role in how my everything is being shaped. Um, because I mean, it even starts from like when I was quite young, um, just growing up in my family, it's like, I, all these seeds were planted for what I thought I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to go into business school, um, like my mom and my dad and my sister. And, um, I thought I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I thought all of these things and, it's like in every stage of my life, my family has shaped a big part of who I am. And Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, in recent years, what that's looked like is my sister, Megan, um, who is also part of women in Dharma. Um, she also introduced me to some self-discovery tools. I, I've had, um, depression kind of on and off for the past, maybe, five to eight years, somewhere in that time range. And, um, she saw how all of the self-growth that she was doing could maybe help me in some way, could help me understand more of, um, my patterns and habits and more of, you know, why I feel, um, very emotional or why I feel like some days are just really hard to get out of bed. And so through her guidance and through all these tools that she introduced me to, I really did learn a lot about myself. And in that, I I knew, I always knew that I wanted to help other people the same way that um, she helped me and that my family helps me all the time. And um, so I, I knew that serving others was going to play a role in no matter what I did. And so the business path wasn't necessarily what I went down. Um, I went down this long looping kind of journey to the point that I am at now, which is, um, looking at how I can help others with their bodies and with self-love. But, um, yeah, my sister was instrumental in all of that. It's amazing when we embark on these journeys. I mean, we're always on a journey, but we, we often don't know exactly what journey we're on or where it's going to lead. But it's amazing that the more you follow or allow yourself to follow, you know, the twists and the turns and where you're going to 
end up, it's amazing the people we meet along the way and how they help us or support us or show us the changes, you know, that we need to make too. I think, I don't know, I'm beginning to really believe that it's no accident. And so Sam, it's awesome to hear just the role, you know, your family has played. And for you too, Blair, I mean, we constantly, I think, tie ourselves and our worth and our value to external achievements or things that we do rather than to who we are, you know, at our core. And so it's amazing how all of our healing journeys while individual there are always I don't know I think a common theme that kind of runs throughout mm-hmm. yeah that's exactly it that's how I felt when I had finished my journey with being a student athlete was that all of who I tied myself to be was all about that object referral so all those things outside of me but then that's really like where the juicy stuff is is like within you mm-hmm. so that's what I feel like is really um, where all of it is for you. And you guys have both mentioned tools or resources or things that you've relied on to, I don't know, really help you, I think, probably get in touch with who you are and your dharma. And so for anyone that's listening, what has been a tool or resource that you've really relied on that has helped you to tap into your dharma or to continue to follow that journey or that path? Um, I mean, we've both. So Blair mentioned Enneagram, but that's also... The, one of the tools that has been instrumental in my self-discovery as well. Um, and I, I deeply encourage anyone who just wants to understand pieces of um, what it means when they're stressed or what it means when they're thriving um, to look at the Enneagram. The Enneagram is this complex, beautiful um I mean, you can call it a personality system, but I feel like it's so much more eloquent than that. It's these nine different energies and everybody has all nine of them within them, but there are some that are more dominant or instinctual. And so with that, you understand with that like dominant energy, um, what are some of the things that can trigger you? What are some of the things that um, motivate you, you know? where are, do all these pieces fit? And so it shows you all ends of the spectrum of, of when you're feeling great about life and when you're not. And I think through that, you, yeah, you have such a great understanding of yourself. It can be confronting, but, um, it's, it's been instrumental, I think for both of us. Yeah. I have to agree with Sam. I feel like, um, the Enneagram has been huge for me. Um, and especially so, the more you learn about the Enneagram, one of the um, qualities of the energy that I identify most with is the nine. And one of the made the biggest challenges for a nine is to actually know who you are. Hmm. And so this like this personality assessment, whatever you want to call it, it was truly a gift for me because it was like just truly seeing who I was for the first time and seeing what my blind spots were as a person and what my higher potential could be. And then also as an extension of that is using it as a tool to deepen my relationships with other people, to understand other people on a whole other level. So to me, it's been like just so, so important in my journey. And I'm so happy that at Women in Dharma, it's also a tool we use um, with what we're doing as well. Yeah. So Blair, you said you identify more as a nine. What about you, Sam? Where do you fall? Uh, So I identify with the three energy. However, it was really hard for me to understand like what my dominant energy was um, because I also thought I was a nine at one point and then I thought I was a four and it's like I kind of (laughs) went around the circle and I wasn't quite sure where I fit in. Um, But I think that speaks to where you are in your growth journey is you transform so much and sometimes um, it can be really hard to understand like what your core values are um, because you're going through a lot of changes or there are a lot of different variables in your life. Um, So it's another one of those things where it's not about nailing down what your um, Enneagram is right away. It's about seeing yourself in every single piece of the Enneagram and what that can teach you about the present moment because it was still beneficial when I didn't know that I was a three. When I thought I was a nine, it still had some kind of lesson in there for me. So yeah, it's about the whole picture, right? And bringing all those unique pieces together. And so for anyone that's listening, that's not familiar with the Enneagram, I mean, how do you use it? Is it online? Do you fill out a questionnaire? What, what does that look like? 
Yeah. So we actually have a ranking exercise on our website, um, which we can definitely send your way. And the beauty of the ranking exercise is we, it encourages you to, to trust yourself and, and what you, what you're sensing and what you're experiencing as you move through each of the nine energies. I forget what the statistic is. I know Krista's like our Enneagram nerd, but there (laughs) are um, tests online. However, I believe she said that they're only 66% accurate or 33. It's one of those two. Okay. But, 66, um, yeah. 66? <laughs> wow. Okay. okay. So, um, so the best way would actually be to go through that ranking exercise and just maybe find like your top three and then just move from there. And we also encourage people to like just book a call with us. Like we love chatting about the Enneagram. So if people need support and finding clarity, we'd be more than happy to do that as well. I love that. Okay, we're going to include it in the show notes. So anyone that's listening, you can dive in and take a look. Um, I think it's a really interesting tool to get a an idea and a picture, but it's also so cool when you read about these things. I mean, it's the same thing with astrology and you read it and it resonates and you're like, oh, that's me. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, there's a clarity I think that comes through. That's, I don't know, a really important part of our journey too, is like seeing yourself and understanding and having a different perspective. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, this is like nagging at me to mention, um, there's so Enneagram and all of these tools have been so important for all of our growth journeys and they're key at women in Dharma to, um, fostering really healthy relationships. And at the same time, something that I found as being the most beneficial is when I started to do a deep dive to look inwards. Mm. And, um, that has been the tool that is has helped me find the most peace and, um, clarity and love for myself out of everything I've used. And, and so that has been through like my spiritual practices. It's been through just awareness in the moment and the courage to look at myself and see like, how am I responsible for my own life? Mm -hmm. And so while I love tools, and they're so beneficial in so many different ways. I feel like the biggest tool of all is yourself and to constantly ask yourself questions, um, to get to know who you are rather than to take someone else's tool Mm -hmm. and see how it can help you. It's like, how can you help yourself? Mm, That's beautiful. You read my mind because when you were talking, I said to myself, the greatest tool we have is the ability to look inward and the ability to ask ourselves those tough questions and to brought in our minds and our perspective and our willingness because at the end of the day I mean Sam you nailed it and you said this too earlier Blair it's about that courage to be able to look inward and to take the time because often what we find can be a little scary or unnerving or something we didn't expect but working through those blocks I think like you said at the beginning of our conversation Blair and removing them it really allows you to step into that authentic journey but you have to be willing to look inward and to take the time and to do that. Yeah. I mean, instead of thinking of it as like, what tools can I use? Like what have other people been saying has really worked for them? It's kind of like, you know, what are the different traits or energies that I want to embody that will take me to the next level of understanding? And it's things like courage. It's things like vulnerability, um, things like opening the heart, um, Mm -hmm. things like just simply breathing um, or questioning. It's, It's those kind of pieces that really get to the heart of the matter. One of just the biggest gifts, you know, I've gotten and I'm going to continue to do and like Sam's really inspired me to do this is like just that journey of being with myself and loving myself and just that acceptance of where I'm at and knowing that wherever I'm at every day or each year, it's okay as long as I'm really cultivating that sense of self and and just really building up that love for myself. That process of building up that love, building those self-love muscles and getting in touch with who you are is is just that. It's a practice and it's a journey. And have there been things that you both have done um, that have allowed you to become more introspective or to have the courage to take the, t- the time to, to do that? Because I think often, you know, we talk about these things, but I think the more we can share the tools or the resources or the practices. I know, Sam, you mentioned your spiritual practice 
practice has really evolved and allowed you to to be more introspective. So so yeah, so what are some things that you've done um, that have allowed you to really tap into that and, and grow and develop those self-love muscles? I love this question. So the way that I will answer it, this past summer, you know, when all of this kind of started with women in Dharma and the ball got rolling. Um, another thing that was happening at the same time is that, uh, Megan, Kristen, I all started working with this like spiritual teacher, spiritual mentor in a sense. Um, and so she, she helped guide us towards understanding how to unlock our own answers and not always look outside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so ways that we did that, um, for example, is like with me, food is so important. My body and nourishing it is so important. So it's like, I even looked at, you know, on those days that I was filling myself up with junk food and candy and, you know, things I knew didn't work for me, what kind of um, message was in that in itself? Like what kind of message was tied into even the smallest actions? Mm -hmm. So for example, like with food, I was noticing that I only filled myself up with foods that weren't as nourishing when I wasn't feeling like I loved myself that day. Whereas the days that I I was thriving and so inspired by who I was. I was filling myself up with things that felt so good. And so it's even like down to looking at those kind of tiny actions and where does love for yourself play into your behavior throughout the day? And that's going to change, you know, from morning to afternoon to evening or week to week, but just starting to like recognize the nuances in, you know, the way that you express yourself and treat yourself. That's really powerful because there are messages, you know, in everything we do from the food we eat to how we speak to ourselves to the kind of people we surround ourselves with. There's always a message. There's always um, an intention behind it. And so I think the more you can get clear on it and be, I guess, more intentional for lack of a better word, I think it plays a huge role in that journey. What about for you, Blair? What is that journey, that self-love, those practices, what have you done that have really been instrumental for you? Yeah, um, I totally agree with what Sam was mentioning around how the way we love ourselves shows up everywhere. And that's something that has been to be completely honest, it's been a rude awakening for me, but so, so powerful and so necessary. And there's been such a really big theme around self-love for me since the start of this year. And um, specifically around taking my power back and really building a loving relationship with myself. And Mm -hmm. so what that looked like in January was actually something just very small by keeping one promise to myself every day. Because I was realizing how I can be an amazing friend to others. However, I do not show up the same way for myself. Mm. And so really just one promise per day and it could be something so small or something big. And so what that's evolved to in February is what I'm focusing on is um, empowering myself by following what it is I feel. And like what Sam was mentioning too of I have one of my biggest blind spots is asking others for advice all the time because I, I simply like just haven't cultivated that strong sense of self to just always know the answers in the moment. I'm definitely more introspective. So what I'm doing this month is just a month of giving no advice and also not receiving any advice. And so just simply allowing myself to, again, follow what I feel and journaling has been a huge, um, tool that I've been using for self-love. And then if I feel like I'm really stuck in an emotion, thought, belief, another one of the tools that we use at Women in Dharma and then both individually is the work app by Byron Katie. And that has been very supportive to me because I'm someone that when I'm stressed, I get very caught up in my mind and I also get caught up in like those worst case scenarios. So Mm -hmm. that really helps me bring me back into that grounded and centered place again. The ability, I think, to become our own channel and our own clear channel, I think is such a gift, but something 
I don't know. I don't know how many of us have opened ourselves up to that. And I think when you're in a space where you're not giving advice or you're not receiving advice and you're just allowing yourself to be with you. And I think journaling is a beautiful way to do that. And I think it'll be amazing, I think, at the end of this month and moving into March or the rest of the year to see how that relationship with yourself has shifted just by the fact that you've allowed yourself to be with yourself. And I think that in itself is a journey. But um, I think allowing yourself the space to just be with you is is something that I think takes a lot of courage. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, it's I feel like it's very uneasy because I it's such a, a habitual pattern of mine to do that. However, I'm just noticing that I'm catching myself now before I, I do give out that advice or I'm asking for advice. And it's just like that really that really cultivating that strong sense of power and worth in myself mm-hmm. um, so that, you know, those answers are just, they're already in there. It's just a matter of letting them rise up to the surface and being okay with surrendering to what is right now. The process of surrendering to what is, I think you nailed it. And I think that's part of Dharma too, right? Is allowing yourself to be in the moment and surrendering to it. Definitely. Cause you can, in the moment of those, those seeds or those bumps in the road that we were speaking about earlier in those moments, I was like, there's no way this is a part of my, the, the bigger plan. However, I look back now and I laugh because I'm like, all of that was so necessary to get me to this moment here. Mm-hmm. And all of these moments will be necessary for the future too. So it's just knowing that everything's just perfect and the way it's meant to be. Yeah, I relate to so many parts of what Blair shared. And at the same time, what has been really important for me to grow is that all of this introspection and looking inward, um, it doesn't necessarily happen alone, at least not for me. Mm -hmm. Um, for me, the biggest, um, opportunity is to actually be seen by others in my pain, be seen by others when I'm hurting and struggling. Um, because I have a tendency to hide all of that and to put a huge smile on my face and to put my head down and work. And, um, what I like rob myself of is that connection to others. And I think you said this, um, earlier, Sydney, that, you know, there's something so beneficial in sharing our gifts. Um, others get something so beautiful out of it too. So in me sharing my pain, others feel like they can connect to something too. Um, they feel like they're not as alone in the world. And so this year in January and February, my biggest healing has been through putting really vulnerable posts into Mm. our Women in Dharma Facebook community. And to see the responses, people are so open to sharing how it resonates for them and how it shows up in their life. And also to just share their love. I think there's such a flow of love that happens when we are seen in our most vulnerable states. Um, and when we trust that the universe is not here to make us feel like we're in pain, it's here to love us. And sometimes those lessons hurt a little bit, but the underlying current is, is love. That vulnerability is everything. And when we allow ourselves the space to be vulnerable, it, I think it encourages and also shows others that they can do it too. And I think this brings us back to what you said at the beginning of our conversation, what you both said about women in Dharma is that it's about bringing in that feminine, that feminine energy. And I think vulnerability and allowing yourself to be seen and recognized both when you're in a space of pain, but also when you're in a space of joy, I think I think that's the game changer and I think that's what we need more of. And so this just really brought me back full circle because the choice and the courage to be vulnerable is just that. It's a choice and it takes courage. And so Sam, it's awesome to hear how that has really been so instrumental in your journey this year and how you're showing up within that and then other people are really doing the same. Yes, 100%. And you know, vulnerability is such a buzzword I feel like these days, totally. but it really it does play such a key role in you feeling peace in in connection and release. I think that once we say something out loud to other people that we're so scared to say, um, it doesn't become our job to guard 
secret anymore. It's something that um, where we allow other people to hold that that message or, you know, that pain as well. And we're not doing it alone. So it's like this huge release that happens and, you know, vulnerability, even though we hear about it all the time, Mm -hmm. it is so important to us fostering healthy relationships with ourselves. Yeah. I think it comes back to holding space, right? Holding space for others, but most importantly, I think within that holding space for ourselves. And I know at Women in Dharma, that's exactly what you're doing is you're holding that space. And so what can people, I guess, expect from you? I know you lead guided journeys and you have a community space, but when someone comes to Women in Dharma, I mean, what, what can they expect? Yeah. So I feel like we always encourage people to connect with us. So like just over the phone or over zoom is like the best way. Cause we can really, it's just all about connection and recognizing that common thread that intertwines all of us through the, these shared experiences we have as women. And that's something that I feel like is so noticeable whenever we host a gathering is it's like, you share an experience and somebody's like, you know what? Me too. Like this is my experience. And it's this place where people can feel seen and heard and embraced and celebrated. It's just like, you can imagine all of the experiences and all of the emotions on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. It's like where we are, like we welcome all of it. And it's just such a, such a place of acceptance. And that's just what I truly love the most about it. Yeah. And I feel like if what Blair shared is something that speaks to you and that's something that you're craving in your life, join our Facebook community. Um, it's such a wonderful place to just, you know, post like, Hey, I, Hmm. I want to let you guys know that there's this really exciting thing I'm celebrating or, you know, Hey, I'm like looking for, you know, support on something I'm going through right now. Um, no matter what you're feeling, you can share it there there's so much engagement that happens in that community that I wasn't expecting when we first started it. Yeah. But if you're ever looking for just a group of people where you can feel seen and a part of something, um, join our soulful community. I can't speak enough about how important and special it is. Hmm. I love that. And speaking of soulful, is there a go-to mantra or affirmation that you hold on to that I don't know, that has really resonated with you either this year or, or just in general? Mm, that's an amazing question. I'm not one to like totally make up mantras, but yeah. one that's been really key for me like lately is that I can feel whole as I'm still learning. So that's been really big. Oh my God, chills. I love that. I can feel <laughs> whole as I'm still learning. Because at the end of the day, it comes back to wholeness, right? And allowing yourself to embody who you are and the changes that come as you keep learning, as you keep growing, as you keep having new and different experiences. Oh, Mm -hmm. I love that. What about for you, Sam? There are a few things that I continuously repeat to myself. Um, One of them is it's okay to say no. And that has played out big time this year. I think I'm in the year where boundaries are huge. Um, I've got a lot going on and I'm wanting to make sure that my needs are taken care of at the same time. So yeah, it's okay to say no. And the other thing that I repeat to myself a lot um, is I'm strong and I do this everywhere where fear kicks in, you know, all of the thoughts percolate in my head. And I hear that kind of voice going on, like, you can't do this, Mm -hmm. or this is scary. Um, and I just say, I'm strong. Like I literally say it out loud. Um, like I, I learned how to ski this past season and I'm not someone who uses my body, um, Hmm. in very physical ways. I was never an athlete. So it was one of the scariest things I've done. And I just, said the whole way down the slope, I'm strong. I am strong. I am courageous. I'm powerful. And I believe that. I love that. That's so beautiful. And I think, I don't know, I think the more we can repeat those things to ourselves, the more we believe it too, and the more we can start to embody it. And I have to ask, you know, what is your biggest dream? Because I think 
while we're focusing and working on embodying who we are in the present moment, the ability to future trip just a little bit and think about where we're going, I think is part of the journey too. So I'd love to know what, yeah, what is your biggest dream? Yeah. Um, so for myself, I have always been really passionate about education and one of my biggest dreams is for us to have a Dharma program available to young girls so that they can feel empowered and connected to themselves and really, you know, have that rooted and strong sense of self at a young age. And really it's just what I wish that I had. Um, when I was that age, that would be probably my biggest dream. Hmm. Uh, my biggest dream is to have Dharma gardens all around the world. Um, and these Dharma gardens are a place where people can come together to grow food that's nourishing, to, um, learn about the earth, to learn about, um, themselves, to learn about others, but it's just like this key place of connection. And, um, this is so important to me on so many levels because while I think in these urban settings in Canada and the States, we need to be exposed more to how our food grows and, and to have a relationship with food in such an empowering way. It's also really important in places that aren't as privileged as we are because a majority of the people that are growing for subsistence are um, women, you know, for their families in places in like the global South and East. And so, yeah, I just have this dream to help on all kinds of levels with connection and people meeting nourishing food needs. <laughs> oh, I love this. Blair, Sam, guys, thank you so much for this conversation. I'm so excited to share this and I'm so glad we've connected and I feel, I don't know, a resonance and sort of a kindred spirit. So I'm so grateful. Where can everyone find you both and women in Dharma and connect and, and learn more? Yeah, so um, you can definitely head to our website, which is womanindharma.com, and you can find us on both Facebook and Instagram at Women in Dharma. And then we'll also include in the show notes the link to our Facebook group, the Soulful Community, and then also the Enneagram ranking exercise that we spoke about as well. Perfect. Thank you so much again for coming on Seek the Joy podcast. Thank you for having us. This has been such a joy speaking with you. (laughs) Thank you so much, Sydney. It's been so much fun to get to know you as well. Thank you. It's honestly always so much fun to connect with other people, other women who just are excited and passionate about sharing who they are and sharing their healing journeys and what brought them to where they are today. And we need more of that. And I'm so grateful and lucky to be able to do that, to do this, to share these stories and these messages on this podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in this week. I'm so excited and glad to introduce you to Sam and Blair and Women in Dharma and their community. Don't forget to come back here on Thursday to hear my Enneagram reading. That'll be super fun to share. And guys, thank you so much, seriously, for being part of this community. If you want to show us a little love and support, I would be so grateful if you shared this episode or this podcast with your friends and your family or anyone that you know would connect to its message. Make sure to join us, join the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I would love to connect with you guys there. Also, don't forget to check out Joy Corner and the power of storytelling. It's honestly such an honor to be able to feature and include so many beautiful stories and projects and businesses and moments of inspiration and creativity through this platform. And I am so excited to be able to continue to do that. So I think that's it. I think that's all I've got for this week's new episode. I hope you guys are having a great week, a great March. I cannot believe we're already in March. It's nuts. Um, But I will see you right back here next week for another Seek the Joy Tuesday. Tuesday.